Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday, we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com slash Browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at right guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns. News, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug Maurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year, and we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but if you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our football insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com slash browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started. Again, to get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216 208 3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question is What are the Browns' looming contract decisions? Now, this is sort of a this is sort of beyond just free agency, right? Guys that are hitting free agency, but the Browns are getting to a point where uh, they're going to have contract extensions uh, and make decisions on, on some key star players coming up. So uh, as far as looming contract decisions, let's talk about the big one. They're going to have to figure out what to do with Baker Mayfield here soon. Uh, Mary Kay, you look at uh, they're going to have to make a decision on his fifth-year option. It would be surprising if they didn't pick that up. But then he's eligible for an extension. And you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's probably going to sign an extension soon. Deshaun Watson is probably going to sign an extension soon. These quarterbacks just get more and more expensive. And if you're the Browns, look, it would be great if – 
you're able to pay Baker Mayfield. If you can justify paying him a big extension after this year, that means a lot of things went right for this football team and for him. But that's really kind of the first big decision they have to make. Even if it's not something they absolutely have to do next offseason, that's still kind of a big decision looming. Yeah, it, uh, you know, first they'll do Miles Garrett and get that one uh, out of the way as soon as they possibly can. But yes, B- Baker Mayfield is looming large. And when they head into this season, I mean, and he knows it, when, when they head into this season, uh, they are going to be trained on him, focused on him to see if he is absolutely 100% the quarterback of the future that deserves that next contract and that $30 million plus a year average, which it just sounds so astronomical, but you know, that is the going rate these days for, uh, for your franchise quarterback. And as you mentioned, Dan, uh, the next two quarterbacks up will be Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. So obviously we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to hit the jackpot. Deshaun Watson will un- undoubtedly hit the jackpot as well. So they will kind of set the market price. Now then Baker has to go out and live up to that. Again, as you mentioned, they will pick up the fifth-year option. There's no reason probably not to do that unless something really drastic and unforeseen happens. But next year, I think, will largely determine whether or not they kind of go rushing into uh, that extension, which they can do next offseason, just like they can do this offseason for Miles. So that's the first time they can do that uh, for a player heading into his fourth year. So... Uh, you know, so yes, this year I think is, is very big for Miles in that regard. I mean, for Baker in that regard. And I think that's why, one of the reasons why you see him working so hard, uh, you know, one of the reasons why he, uh, you know, why he organized workouts in his hometown. Uh, he knows how important this year is to him, to the Browns, to the city and everyone. Yeah, all the problems the Browns had last season, this is kind of one of those things that has lingered. Uh, the fact that Baker Mayfield didn't have didn't didn't have that improvement off his rookie year that a lot of people were expecting. So now you're in the situation where it's just one more reason he needs to have a good season. And I think however long it takes for him to start negotiations or get that contract, it might be kind of a referendum on how the Browns feel about him in the future. I mean, that's what we're going to be writing about next offseason, no matter how things go this season. Uh, it's going to be when's Baker going to get that extension? Is he going to get it? And what's it going to be? So, you know, again, it's a huge season for him from that standpoint. He's got to show that last season was kind of just a blip on the radar and that, yes, he can be the guy that they wanted when they picked him number one overall. And then, you know, it just adds to that stability moving forward. If you know he's your guy, you're not going to spend the next two years trying to figure out. You're just going to know. You're going to pay him. You're going to give him that big contract. And look, we've seen more and more teams are willing, you know, Jared Goff is a guy that, that kind of cashed in. And now that's sort of a contract that you're not sure about, but the Rams kind of just said, Hey, we're going to pay this guy because we believe in him and we're going to build around him. So at the very least, that's like the baseline you want. You just want to have a guy that you believe in that you can build around you can give an extension to, um, and he can be your quarterback for a, a long time moving forward. So that's one of the decisions they have to make. Um, you know, and again, that's not a deadline necessarily because he's not going to be a free agent, but that's when he becomes eligible. Another guy in that group, you go, go ahead, Mary Kay. Uh, you know what? I, I was just going to say, I really believe, I think that they really truly 100% believe that he is their guy. I think they head into this season absolutely thinking that he's going to light it up, flourish in this offense, 
and that he's going to live up to his number one overall status, or at least his first round status, and that, you know, all will be well in the Baker world and that, that they don't have to worry about the quarterback uh, position going forward. And, you know, people seem to sometimes forget because Andrew Barry left for a year. He was here when they drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. He was part of that decision. And Baker was a very analytics uh, kind of quarterback. I mean, he, he had all those uh, things that, that fit into, you know, the numbers game and, the, and that sort of thing. So I think that, that Andrew Barry is all about Baker Mayfield. It really seems like uh, Kevin Stefanski is, that Jimmy Haslam is, and, uh, and, and I think it's going to be all systems go. So you, you, you said that word analytics, and there's another guy that's going to be a very interesting discussion to frame analytically. Again, not a guy who's headed for free agency. He's locked up uh, through the 2021 season. He'll, he won't be a free agent until then. But Nick Chubb is a guy that might come knocking on Andrew Barry's door and say, you know, I've put together three really good seasons. I've been one of the best players on the, teams, on the team. I might kind of like a contract extension right now. That's going to be interesting over the next year or two, how the Browns sort of approach Nick Chubb, because he really has established himself as one of the best running backs in the league, should have won the rushing title in, in 2019. He's going to have a chance to do it in 2020. Again, he's not a free agent until after 2021, but you know, if he wanted to, he could maybe push the issue a little bit and, and get himself paid. And I'm just curious how the Browns are, are ultimately going to approach that situation as well. Well, I think everybody looks at, at Nick Chubb as sort of the, uh, you know, almost one of the faces of the franchise right now. I think, you know, he's, he's everything that they want in a football player, you know, the character, uh, the absolute on the field selflessness, the never say die attitude. Uh, he's what they really want. And they want to take care of their homegrown players. They want to extend those guys. And I think they're going to want him here. So I think he will be in line for one of those extensions. He falls into that group of about five or six guys that, that I think they will be very determined to wrap up long-term. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, how, how the Browns value Nick Chubb might have a lot to do with how Kareem Hunt is used and does this year. Uh, you know, another guy who, who can end up getting paid at some point. I, I think you have to look at this offense and ask yourself, how important is it to have an elite running back to be successful? Um, look at the, the 49ers last year with uh, Raheem Mustard, who couldn't make the Browns, but, you know, goes on and has a, a career day in the playoffs and, and really helps them uh, get to the Super Bowl. You know, I, I don't know. I think we'll have to see how Nick Chubb is used, and he's going to do well. He's one of the best running backs in the league. It's just do the Browns, is their franchise in a position where they want to throw a bunch of money at that position? You know, that, that's one of the big mysteries that we'll find out this season. Yeah, and, and again, it's something that, you know, if, if Nick Chubb doesn't want to push the issue, he'll come back in 2021, play on that rookie contract, and we'll see what happens after that, after it expires. But well, if he decides he wants to maybe force the issue a little bit and get paid um, after year three, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see. Because over and over again, we see these running backs that you say, well, that's, that's the one. That's the one that you have to pay. And then couple years later that guy's on another team you know Todd Gurley was that guy not not that long ago um now Kareem Hunt you, you mentioned him Scott he's an interesting case because he will be a free agent after this season and he's kind of coming off obviously he was one of the best backs in the league when he first showed up in Kansas City uh had, had the incident at the the hotel downtown at the nine uh got cut by the Chiefs came to Cleveland had to serve an eight game suspension if this guy's right if he's healthy and he's a featured back 
we're talking about him as one of the best backs in football as well. So this is a guy that might have an opportunity with a strong season to get paid. Does it seem likely it would happen here in Cleveland? You know, probably not, especially if they view Nick Chubb as a long-term guy that they want to sign. Uh, but Kareem Hunt is an interesting case for this football team, and that's, that's going to be a tough decision, especially if he has a big year. I think half the team's on one-year contracts. Isn't that the case this year? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got a one-year deal. A lot of decisions to make. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, it's we don't know what Kareem Hunt's going to be in this offense. It's something that the, uh, the Vikings didn't have when Stefanski was running the show there. So you have somebody who can potentially be dynamic, who we've seen do great things before. I guess – there's another side of this, you know, how does he see Cleveland as a place he owes that to, you know, maybe he does, maybe he likes being here. Maybe he thinks that being home and playing near his family is good for him. And he wants to make sure he keeps doing that. That's something that I'm sure he'll consider. Um, but yeah, I think again, this, this, uh, this season, how the running backs are used and how Kareem Hunt is used will go a long way towards the Browns figuring out who they ultimately want to pay. Yeah, you know what? I think that um, Kareem Hunt obviously wants to be here. He loves it here. He wants to take his hometown Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl, and, uh, and he wants to stay here long term. They gave him a second chance. They gave him a third chance, and this is where he would like to be. So if it were up to him, I think he would sign an extension now, uh, get some guaranteed money, uh, get some security. Uh, but I, I think the Browns want to continue uh, to watch him and make sure that he's doing all the things right off the field. If he can prove to them uh, that he is that guy and that he's not going to stumble and he's not going to get in trouble, uh, then I think that they will be willing to extend him as well. I think they really like him a lot. I think this offseason he's shown them a lot after his traffic incident in which, of course, uh, he had some a little tiny bit of marijuana in the car and a, an open, an unsealed bottle of, of alcohol, but he wasn't charged with any of those things. I think he's been working hard. Uh, to prove that, you know, that that was out of character for him, and that's not who he is. This is a hard place for him to be because of some influences that are around him here, family, friends, uh, that might not always be that great for him. So there's some extra challenges for him here in Cleveland, but uh, I do think that they will be willing to extend him if he can continue to do the right things off the field. It's interesting, you know, him and Nick Chubb are – really just about the same age. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to turn 25 in August, uh, and Chubb is going to turn 25 in December. So th this is sort of a unique situation where you've got these two dynamic runners. You can make the case, you know, again, if, if Kareem Hunt was still the feature back in Kansas City, he'd be considered one of the best backs in football. Nick Chubb is considered one of the best backs in football. You've got them both here now. And then you have this analytics-driven front office that you kind of wonder how they value paying running backs and, and how much they want to invest in that position. So uh, that, that's going to be sort of an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to watch. As far as, you know, actual free agents outside of Hunt, another guy that I'm curious about is Larry Ogunjobi. So he's headed for free agency. And, uh, you know, the Browns made some moves this offseason in that area where they added Jordan Elliott in the draft. They brought in Andrew Billings from Cincinnati. Now he's here on a one-year deal, so he'll be a free agent after the season too. But uh, Larry Ogunjobi's a guy, homegrown. You know, you found him in the third round. Andrew Berry was involved in that draft. I think he's a guy that, that they like. Um, he's, he's shown some flashes that he can be pretty good. 
but he, he's this is sort of a big year for him to, to kind of go get paid. He's an interesting guy because he's not like that big, bulky defensive tackle. He's kind of a smaller guy who kind of wiggles his way through and finds ways to make plays. Yeah, you know what? I, this is a year that he. I think he's going to have to step it up. I think that they added uh, to the pile there at, at defensive tackle, obviously with with Billings and with uh, with Jordan Elliott, the rookie. And you know, when you draft somebody in the third round, I think you kind of expect them uh, to work into the rotation and maybe become a starter someday. So this is a year that that I think he has to to really hold his ground. He did not grade out super super well with PFF. Scott, you might know because again, you're our numbers guy. Um, but uh, I don't think he was as highly ranked as, as you know, he seemed like at one point in his career, he was on a trajectory to, to take off and be a pro bowler. And he, I think he sort of has leveled off a little bit and he hasn't taken that next jump. So maybe this is a year, especially if he's got miles on, on one end, and Olivia, Olivier stays healthy on the other end, or Jadavian Clowney comes in on the other end. You know, maybe it's a year where he can, you know, pop off the off the page and, and become that more of that impact player. Yeah, he was in the bottom third of, as far as overall defensive rating on the Browns last season. Uh, I mean, if I'm Larry Ogunjobi, I might be asking myself, how much am I really wanted here? Uh, you know, last not this past offseason, but the year, a year earlier, the Browns also tried to, to find people to come in and play along the defensive interior. And, you know, they had just gotten Sheldon Richardson, so that wasn't the position they were looking to upgrade. Uh, and then again, this season, like you mentioned, Elliott and Billings come in. Um, you know, yeah, you want to have a big season, but even if, even if you do, maybe, maybe he looks to go elsewhere. Maybe, you know, he, he doesn't seem like a guy – at least in interactions with the media and we've seen the things that, that he does that would indicate that he's a me guy. Uh, but, you know, again, if, if the team you're on is continually trying to upgrade the position you play, then that might send a message to me saying that maybe I need to really look at all my options when I become a free agent. Yeah. And you know, it tells you that, you know, at least they're, they're not, completely 100% convinced, right? I mean, we haven't heard a, a peep about them maybe trying to, to get something done with him now. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of look at it and say, all right, they went out and drafted a guy, they signed a guy. Uh, last year, they signed a guy. You mentioned last year, Scott, they were bringing in guys like Gerald McCoy, um, uh, some other players to maybe compete and take that spot. So, uh, Ogan Joby's a guy that I think He's had some flashes, right? He's had some moments. He's had some games where you're like, whoa, he was really good. I, I remember that Saints game uh, a couple years ago where the Browns almost you know, pulled that upset in New Orleans. And uh, you know, he had a really great game. He was in the backfield all day. And then there's other games where I'm not really quite sure where he was, right? And then last year, of course, he got suspended uh, after the fight against Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's, it's been sort of up and down with Larry Ogunjobi. I think some people really love him. Some people just aren't sure about him. It's sort of Sort of sounds a little bit like Joe Schober, doesn't it? How, how that situation all played out. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think if you guys uh, have watched Larry on, on his social media uh, this offseason, he, he also looks like he's really, really uh, almost trimming down a little bit. He, uh, he seems like he is, again, like Baker Mayfield, sort of leaner and meaner and really determined to go out there and have that great season that he needs to have. The other thing about him is that he is great friends with Miles Garrett. I mean, those guys are such good friends that, that Miles, like, you know, tries to make sure other, other people sometimes don't show up around here in these parts because uh, he's protective of, of his, uh, his fellow defensive linemen and his best friends on the team. But um, 
but those guys are great friends. And I think that uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, Larry would really like to stay here in the same way that Christian Kirksey and some of those guys really liked to be here. They want to be here when, when the going gets good. Well, one of the things that might be working in Ogunjobi's favor is uh, Richardson's contract. He's signed through 2021. He can make 13 million next year, but the Browns can get out of that with, uh, and get only hit with, with like 1.6 million. So they could move on from Richardson, probably get Ogunjobi at a cheaper rate. And, and then again, like you said, you know, you got Elliot and, and hopefully uh, Billings that, that kind of work into that role, but that might be in his favor as far as signing an extension here. Uh, knowing that maybe they don't want to pay Richardson long-term. And then, of course, the, just across that defense, a whole bunch of one-year deals. Uh, Mary Kay, you've talked about the value of, of comp picks uh, and how the Browns might be looking to add those. But when you kind of look at, at some of those one-year deals, you know, maybe there's some guys that can make a case that, hey, I, I want to be around longer. I, I look at a guy like Carl Joseph, right? You know, Grant Delpit comes in and plays well, and Carl Joseph looks good next to him. Maybe that's a duo you want to keep together. So you know, a lot of those guys coming in on one-year deals, you know, maybe a B.J. Goodson, if, if he establishes himself at linebacker, you know, those are guys that could turn into, you know, I don't want to say inexpensive, but they aren't going to be like top-dollar contracts that you can – maybe lock in for three or four seasons and, and have some stability at those spots. Yeah, those guys all, those guys all have a chance to show uh, that they belong here long-term. A lot of them were former first-round picks, on, you know, which is kind of surprising. There are a lot of those guys on this football team. Uh, the Browns kind of are catching them in a down cycle in their careers, and they are willing to do those one-year deals, those prove-it deals to come in and to show uh, that they belong here. You're talking about like Kevin Johnson, Carl Joseph, uh, that they, you know, they want to show that they are uh, first round picks. So uh, it's, it's great for the Browns if they can get that kind of play out of those guys or get them even close to that. And, uh, and it could work in their favor uh, with extensions. Yeah. And in the secondary, I think you, you open yourself up too for the option of getting uh, a big name player or at least, somebody who has had a lot more success than who they have there now, you know, you're not tied to the guys you just brought in. You have that option. Again, they weren't able to land that big time safety this off season. They kind of had to kind of piece together uh, a unit back there. So, you know, they have options for next season uh, with all these contracts expiring though, they're going to have, there's a lot of work, I think, you know, uh, across the board, they have a lot of decisions, especially depth wise that they'll have to deal with. Um, you know, but but again, it, it works both ways. You do give yourself the option there of, of being able to hand out a lot of money to somebody and, and not break the bank because you're getting a lot of contracts off the books. All right. That is our question for the day here in our Browns 20 question series. Make sure you head over to cleveland.com slash Browns and check out all the posts that we've been doing as, as we get ready uh, for Browns training camp. Make sure you're subscribed to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast and also check out Football Insider as well. Scott and Mary Kay, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening.